This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book. This book review is the first in what I'm calling the Disappointed series. This is just books that I read either because I'd read them before or because of their reputation. I had a certain expectation going in and they were not met. Some of these books, two in particular, are just, I thought, very bad. Those will be fun reviews to give, and I hope they'll be fun reviews to listen to. Today's review is of Moby Dick, published in 1851 by Herman Melville. And when we talk about being disappointed, it's not so much that it was a bad story. In fact, as I go into this, you'll note that I don't think it was a bad story. But the book itself made the story very difficult to get through. Our two main characters are Captain Ahab. He is our primary protagonist. I'll get into why this character is so compelling and so interesting and why he's become an icon of American literature. And then Moby Dick. And Moby Dick is the whale, the great white whale that Captain Ahab is chasing. There are other more minor characters. Ishmael is our narrator. And actually, interestingly enough, not that much happens to Ishmael but he's the observer, so he's the one telling us about what happens to everyone else. And then, of course, there's a cast of characters and all of their various roles. A summary on Moby Dick from Wikipedia. Moby Dick, or The Whale, is an 1851 novel by American writer Herman Melville. The book is the sailor Ishmael's narrative of the obsessive quest of Ahab, captain of the whaling ship the Pequod, for revenge against Moby Dick, the giant sperm whale that on the ship's previous voyage bit off Ahab's leg at the knee. There is so much good about this book and so many interesting things, and I think that I'm going to go through those first, and then I will talk about why I was disappointed and why this book didn't make my top 100. The first thing that I think one notices in reading Moby Dick is that this is beautiful writing. It almost has a poetic flow to it. It's very easy to read. The first time I read this, about 15 years ago, that was my biggest concern because I had heard about Melville's writing style and I was worried that I would not be able to understand it, but that was not an issue. It's an easy book to read and yet it's still beautifully written. Melville is so descriptive. You really do feel like you, you're on the boat with these sailors with this captain who's obsessed, who's maybe a bit crazy. The Pequod is on the ocean, you know, out in the middle of, of nowhere, essentially. And the language, the writing has this kind of leisurely flow to it that really matches what we would assume that the characters are experiencing as they're on this voyage for years. Just to give a brief explanation of how and why whaling existed in the 1850s. This is, you know, of course, pre the Industrial Revolution, and the population of the world was much smaller. So the resources that a whale provided were extremely beneficial. This is one of the ways that people kept their homes warm, kept their homes lighted. Almost every portion of the whale's anatomy was used for something. What would happen was that rich people, today we would call them venture capitalists, would buy a boat, hire a crew, 
stock it with provisions, and then the boat would be gone for three to five years. During that time hunting whales, investors would get no money until the whale ship returned. But when it returned, they would be able to sell everything that they had collected over those years and the return on investment would be enormous. And there were sailors who just did one whaling trip after another. This became their life. And they were known as whalers. And of course, their personality, we just could think about what the personality of a person who has devoted their life to being away from people might be. Their manners aren't the best. Their attitudes aren't the best. But when it comes to catching whales, they're experts. So in that vein, we can understand that when Ahab was rehired, because he had gone out previously on the Pequod, brought home a big haul. That's why they asked him to be captain again. They, the investors, are thinking that Ahab is the guy to bring home another big cache of, of valuables. Instead, Ahab is decided he's going to get revenge on this whale. Ahab anthropomorphizes Moby Dick to the point where he sees Moby Dick as having real intentionality, human-like characteristics of wanting to get revenge and being really intelligent. He is out there with these sailors and even says at points, I don't really care about catching whales. We're catching Moby Dick. This created conflict for the sailors who knew that the only way they got paid for what amounted to years worth of labor was if they brought home a good haul and they didn't have the same anger and enmity toward Moby Dick that Ahab does. Moby Dick, the novel, is a book about obsession and revenge. And Melville is amazing at writing about that. When we're reading, we get into Ahab's frame of mind. And this creates a conflict for us because, as I've noted, we've I've talked over and over and over about the importance of being able to root for someone. Most often, we want to root for our protagonist, and I certainly want that. But it's difficult to root for Ahab. And somehow that makes his character even more compelling. In 1850, they weren't thinking about whale extinction, but I was. As you're reading this, you cannot help but interject that 2022 mindset and think about how you would like to maybe see the whale get away. There's all this interpersonal conflict between the various sailors and conflict, not just necessarily in the negative, but them kind of having... You know, two different assistants who have different goals at different times and, you know, a doctor who is on board and has to balance his ethics against Ahab's insanity and these kind of things that keep popping up, these kind of issues. Now, when I first read Moby Dick, and again, that's probably 15 years ago, I was very surprised by the um, homosexual overtones of many parts of the book, especially the relationship between Ishmael and the savage Queequeg. Queequeg is an interesting character. He's a cannibal. He's not a Christian. Melville makes a big deal about that. His cannibalism is discussed at times and kind of explained as part of his personality and part of what makes him almost an appealing character. But the relationship between Queequeg and Ishmael has these, again, these homoerotic overtones that they're not bad and they're not problematic, but they were really surprising. And then you've got, you know, many sailors on a ship and no women for around for years. 
Melville blatantly states that many of these men are glad that they never see a woman. That's the overtone, but the undertone of these a lot of these relationships again has this, you know. Well, then how are how are physical and sexual needs getting met? And and Melville's never going to say that directly. Certainly not in an eighteen fifty novel. But it's really not hard to to see how that's playing out. That was a really surprising aspect of the book. But once I realized that that's what was going on, it just, again, added to the flavor of the interaction between these various uh, shipmates that is going to cultivate over a period of many years. Let's talk then why the book was disappointing. Why did it not make my top 100? If it had simply been the story alone, I think Moby Dick is a top 10 it would have easily been in my top 10. I, I loved it. But there are hundreds of pages of extraneous material that has nothing to do with the plot. Ishmael and his writing about whales and whale anatomy and types of whales and all of these various whale-related issues very much distracted from the main story. And it got to the point where as the climax was starting to build and we were moving toward this confrontation and you knew where it was headed and it was exciting, I found myself not caring nearly as much as I would have expected to because of the chapter after chapter of whale biology and whale excrement and blah, 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 blah. And it was really hard to get through at times. So as we always ask, how is the ending to Moby Dick? Well, the ending to Moby Dick was such a letdown because I just wanted the thing to be over with. By the time we got to the confrontation between Ahab and Moby Dick, I think I felt more relief than anticipation. That is not a plus for a book. I should not be relieved when the book is over. The experience I'd like to have is where I'm almost sad that it's over because I don't get to read it fresh. I found the ending to be fine. It did what it needed to to wrap up the book. But by the time we got there, I was just glad that it was over. So what's my overall rating and recommendation? I did give it four stars. It is such a good story. Four stars means that I think a book rises above its genre. I would imagine that every person who reads it will find the hundreds of extra pages that do nothing to move the story forward distracting against trying to glean out of the book this amazing story of obsession and revenge. And that's why I'm disappointed, because I think that the average person would not really want to read this book. And I know that a lot of people who started to read it would quit and they would say to themselves, oh, my goodness, that was excruciating. That was hard. That was too much. And they might be right. Again, this is Steve Center. I appreciate you listening Please consider subscribing so that you can get all the new episodes as soon as they come out. I think this would be a particularly good episode to share with a friend who loved reading. This is Steve Center, Lonely Guy with a Book.